Welcome back to our sermon series on the five practices of fruitful congregations. Today we'll turn our attention to the third practice, which is intentional faith development. Our text for this sermon comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Let us pray. Almighty God, help us to truly seek you out with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, with all of our minds, with all of our strength. Help us devote our entire lives to you that we might grow up into the image of Christ as you've called us to do. I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Intentional faith development. Well, we all have good intentions about lots of things. Especially around New Year's Day, we make all sorts of plans and commitments about how our lives will be better in the coming year. Good intentions. We mean well. Some of these might sound familiar. I'm going to get in shape. Earlier this year, I committed to getting back to 175 pounds and staying there. I've made progress, but there have also been lots of setbacks, and I'm still a ways away yet. I mean, there was vacation, and then we spent a weekend in New Orleans. You can't diet in the French Quarter. It's just like against the rules. And then, of course, there's, there's game day with chips and dip and so many things tempting me to get off of the schedule, and too many times I gave in. We work hard on our health, but life happens, and sometimes we just give up. Or maybe we decide that we're going to keep the house clean or our car clean. I mean, how many of you have a junk drawer or a junk counter, or a junk room, a catch-all where everybody seems to drop everything. In our house, we have a countertop where everybody tends to leave their stuff. It will pile up until we've had enough, and we clean it up. Once it's good and clean, we make bold statements. That'll never get that way again. Nobody's ever going to leave their stuff on that counter again. Well, guess what? Yep. Old habits die hard, and we wind up leaving the mail and what we picked up at the store, and it piles up again. I keep promising myself that I will recover my piano skills, but that takes about a half hour a day of practice at least, so just not yet. Maybe when I get around to it. And yet, you ever try reading the Bible through in a year? There are all sorts of plans out there that will tell you what passages you need to read to get through the entire Bible in a year. Lots of people start off in January with, with that desire to get through the whole book in one year. Uh, most people, though, most people give up by February or Leviticus, whichever comes first. The same thing often happens with our faith development. We want to grow in Christ. We really do. We want to grow deeper in our faith, and we even make some attempts. But it's hard work. 
you might think that regular attendance in worship in Sunday school would be enough. If we just show up every Sunday here for a couple of hours, then surely we're going to grow forward in our faith. We're going to more and more closely resemble Christ. You might think that's enough, but maybe not. There's some strong evidence backed by solid research that challenges the idea of spiritual growth through faithful church attendance. Christian Schwartz, researcher, discovered, quote, the longer people are Christians and church members, the weaker their spirituality, commitment, and eagerness to grow, end quote. Let me repeat that. The longer people are Christians and church members, the weaker their spirituality, commitment, and eagerness to grow. Their study discovered that 35 qualities that contribute to church health actually decrease the longer people were Christians or church members. And this is no small study. This is a massive undertaking. It included 86 countries, 2.3 million people who provided 220 million individual responses. I'll share three results with you today that they discovered over a 20-plus year period. What they discovered in looking at committed, faithful churchgoers over 20 years is a decline in faith development. Let's take the statement, times of prayer are an inspiring experience for me. The people who responded affirmative to that over a 20-plus year period declined from 95% to new Christians to 50% 20-plus years later. So from 45% drop in those who said that times of prayer are an inspiring experience. In responding to the statement, the Bible is a powerful guide for me in the decisions of everyday life. New Christians said, 75% of new Christians said, yes, the Bible is a powerful guide for me in the decisions of everyday life. But that number dropped to 58% over 20 plus years of experience. When considering the statement, I experience the transforming influences faith has in different areas of my life. I experience the transforming influences faith has in different areas of my life. The number of new Christians who said yes to that statement was 87%. But 20 plus years later, that number had fallen to 55%. That faith just didn't affect their lives in the same way 20 years later. Regular church attendance and Sunday school are incredibly important, but alone they might not be enough to energize our spiritual growth. Sometimes we want just enough church to confirm what we already believe. Are we looking for spiritual transformation or are we looking for an echo chamber? Are we looking to be shaped into the image of Christ? Or are we searching for a message that simply says, I'm okay, you're okay. Nothing else to do here. Just wait for your time in eternity. I had a small group in a previous church actively try to remove me as their pastor. They wanted to move me from to a new church appointment. Their only complaint against me, though, was that I was too educated for their small town. Too educated a pastor for their small town. It just baffles me. Does anybody ever say those words about their medical doctor? Oh, I don't want to go to that doctor. He's had too much school. He knows too much stuff. 
he might get me too well too fast. No, we never would say that. Do we ever say those words about our lawyer? No, we're being sued. We don't want a lawyer who's had too much training to represent us. They wanted no challenge, only confirmation that they were right. In another church, uh, a woman bragged about her pastor. Bragged. He doesn't preach intelligence. He preaches the Bible. You see, sometimes churches are just not wired for faith development. Sometimes all we want out of church is confirmation that we're going to heaven and that we're already okay the way that we are. So we have to be intentional. If we're going to take a deeper walk with Jesus, we'll have to be intentional about faith development. Growing beyond where we are will require that we stretch ourselves. Try something that's a little bit too hard, something that will require a little struggle and some extra work. If we want to grow in our faith, just like if I want to get my body stronger, I've got to push it through some difficulties, you know, no pain, no gain. If we want to grow in our spiritual lives, we'll probably have to tackle some questions that are a little bit tougher. We'll have to approach some studies that are going to stretch our minds and spirits a little bit. Don't be afraid to challenge current beliefs, even current ideas about Scripture. Don't shy away from the tough questions, the big questions. In the, in the first session of my Genesis class this fall, I posed a problem. According to what we know from archaeology and from biblical genealogies, the earth was created about 6,000 years ago. That's what the Bible accounts for, about 6,000 years of time. So according to all we can discern from the Bible, the earth should only be about 6,000 years old. But then I showed them a picture of a man-made tower built approximately 12,000 years ago in Jericho. So if you do the math, the tower was built 6,000 years before the earth was created. Well, of course, that doesn't work. Something doesn't add up. Those kinds of questions make you think and give you the opportunity to grow. Wrestle with that. What does that tower say about the Bible? Are we going to, to dismiss the idea of the tower altogether? Or are we going to dismiss the Bible or something else going on? Those questions help you to grow. Faithful, honest answers to that question will inform the way you read all of Scripture, if you're willing to grow. So this week, I want to invite you out of your comfort zone. Dare to wrestle with a theological question that makes you squirm. Discover why you believe what you believe, not just because your parents told you or the preacher told you, but why do you really believe that? If you need some good questions to ponder, I'll be happy to help. Just reach out. We're not going to accidentally grow up into the image of Christ. This week, let's choose intentional faith development.